Hey friends, welcome to Because She Chose. If you're a busy mom desiring consistency and growth in your relationship with God, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Camille McIntyre. In this show, we'll discover practical tips, find helpful resources, and interview amazing women as they share their stories on growing in their relationship with God. Thanks for joining in and listening. Welcome back to Because She Chose. This is the podcast for busy mamas, overwhelmed mamas, just like me. And I love this idea of what I spoke on at a conference last weekend. It was all about unlocking your unlimited potential and overcoming overwhelm by establishing biblical priorities. It's something that I talk about all the time. It's like I'm a broken record, but I fully believe this because so many times, so many of you mamas come and tell me, you know, I'm really overwhelmed or I'm doing too many things. I can't even think about putting God first and creating a routine, like a devotional time and just for myself, time for me, much less to grow in my faith. And let me tell you, I asked the question of these girls, do you ever wonder why you keep doing the same things over and over, expecting different results? I think it's because most of the Christian's life is a journey and we don't look at it that way. We think that we should be at a certain place in our lives immediately. But if you realize what it takes to grow, growing into a more spiritually mature version of ourselves is going to take time, time and effort, a lot of it. But how does one actually grow into what the Bible says of us? It says that we're supposed to be coming oaks of righteousness. What does that even look like? Well, I teach you know spiritual disciplines and prioritizing and all these areas of your life. I think that reading the Bible Praying is very simple. And I think we really complicate it because we think we should be doing so much more. And just sharing the gospel is really one of the basics of growing in your faith. Do you even know what the gospel message really is? You know that it means the good news, right? But we need to also think beyond these basic spiritual practices, like what we do. And we have to actually think that we are flourishing in our faith with God because we have to focus instead on not just what is happening in your life, but you have to start focusing on who you are becoming as you are trying to become more like Christ. I'm reading through a book called The Spiritual Disciplines, and I can't remember his name. Mason is, I think, his name. And it talks about that there should be this focus on these three main dimensions of your life and that we should be aware of them as you are growing into the fullness of the potential God has for you. And there's three different questions that throughout your day or your week, try to examine, ask yourself. The first one is, where is your attention? The Bible says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I also fully believe that where your attention, where your mind is focused, that's where you're going to be. So if you're thinking constantly about how overwhelmed you are, I can't get done all the things I need to do. Camille, you're crazy. I have four kids and I don't have any sleep and I'm doing everything. But the problem is that if that's where your attention is, that's what you're constantly focusing on, you are constantly going to be frustrated. And it leads to the next question you should actually be asking yourself. Number two is, what are your emotions? What do they look like right now? Are you frustrated? Are you angry? I was talking to some ladies and I was saying, man, I had to like do HALT one day. HALT is that acronym that you should be assessing why you are reacting or acting in a certain way. When I become like 
irate about something, I have to say, okay, am I hungry? Normally, that's what it is. I haven't taken the time to eat properly. Or am I angry? Am I angry at my husband right now because and I'm just taking it on people? And the L is lonely. Maybe I'm just isolating myself, right? And what about T, tired? That's like my number one thing that I'm always like, all right, did I rest? I didn't get enough rest last night. I only slept five hours. <laughs> you know, it's all of those things. So when you are evaluating your emotions, hopefully you will narrow it down so that you can work on that. And then that third question, how you're examining yourself for the week is, what are your limitations? What are you allowing in your life to limit you? And what is contributing to where you are right now? Because if I told the ladies at the conference, listen, you can change. And I know it's hard. Change is hard. But all you have to do, honestly, is make a choice. And you say, let me assess where I am, why I am here in this position. And I'll give you a little example. I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off yesterday because I didn't do the things that were on my list. And I'm like, all right, now I've got to do them today, which is adding more pressure to my day that is already filled. So, but how did I get there? Because I was just being lazy. (laughs) I'll be honest. I was like, okay, I just want to whittle the time away. My son was like, let's Netflix the show that I really want you to watch. I was like, I just pushed everything aside. Now listen, my son is a priority. And when he wants to spend time with me, he is 21. I'm like, yes, and amen, let's do that. So, but what it did was it put me in this position then that I was rushing around and I have to do this and that. And I got angry, I got angry at myself, I got frustrated. So what was I doing that I was limiting myself and that was contributing to that moment? And I said, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to jam pack my time so that if something should happen and pop up, I'm going to be like, oh, I can't say yes to my son. Oh no, I'm not going to do that. So I started realizing that when you start disciplining yourself and cultivating those three environments, those three questions, you really can fully grow into that strong tree that God says you should be, the oak of righteousness, and you should have really healthy roots and that you should be fruit bearing. Man, I know I'm hitting hard today because I'm speaking to myself. I'm preaching right now to my my own heart. But one of the things that most people don't live up to their greatest potential is that they are overwhelmed. Listen, I know there are a lot of areas of your life. I know it. I remember. I've lived it. And I'm still there. But you have to maintain them. And when your mind is constantly inundated with all the things, it's going to rob you of being productive and then being fully there and present for your children. So in order to free my mind up, a lot of times I just get down to work and I assess those areas of my life. I'm like, all right, I'm super weak in this one area. I'm going to now allow God to help me and strengthen me, assist me so that I could actually make change in this area. Because if I don't, my mind's going to be constantly drawn away from the productivity and my creativity time. So I I just got to tell you a little story about, I've told it before, about my father and his mental illness. And that growing up in that type of environment was really, really stressful. I was always on edge. We walked on eggshells constantly. You know, he had been diagnosed later in life with schizophrenia. And we knew, you know, obviously there were problems. I mean, it was an abusive situation. And the thing was, was that I had a mom who was an amazing, amazing prayer warrior. She prayed like no one else I knew. And when I would go to her and say, mom, I'm having a problem. I knew that she was on her knees praying for me. And then I knew that God was going to answer her prayers. And it was funny because I didn't realize that she was 
trying to show me that one day you will be that prayer warrior as well, praying for your own children. So I tell you that because do you need that in your own life? Do you need to start assuming that prayer warrior position over your children? I'm reading a book right now, another book called The Deborah Mantle by Christy Johnston. And she writes that God's answer to the war that was going on, that had, that was being unleashed against Israel, was really hard. And his answer to the war was a woman, a judge. She's my favorite, favorite story. And it's found in Judges 5. And there is this idea that this prophetess stands up and sings these words as a prophetic war cry over her people. And it's Judges 5, 7. And it says, village life ceased. It ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. You know, the NIV Bible says, villagers in Israel would not fight. They held back until I, Deborah, arose, until I arose a mother in Israel. Just listening to that, I was like, woo, I love it. It's my favorite, favorite story. You know, I was listening to the news um, this morning and I couldn't believe again, yet again, another shooting at a mall in Texas where many lives were taken. I just cried. I'm like, Lord, what is going on? If you haven't noticed, there is a war on children. There was a war going on in Israel when a woman stood up and said, no more. And this war on families and children, it isn't new. It just seems like all hell has ramped up right now and in a complete rage against us, humankind. God wants you to understand that, yes, the devil has a strategy. His strategy is to destroy our children's image as they were created in God's own image in their young minds. That's the war. Yes, there will be shootings. Yes, there will be all of these horrible things. But ultimately, the only thing that we have control over right now as mamas of your children is that you are to protect God's image in their young minds, that they are created in the image of God. The war against women has also increased. If you haven't noticed, we're being attacked with the children in our own wombs. Our children's ideologies are being robbed. They're being robbed of their innocence. And just like in the days of Deborah in the Bible, there was light and darkness colliding, and it is colliding all around us even now. And the question is asked, is there any hope for the future for my children and their generations? The answer is yes. I say all of that because the potential of God in your life needs to be unlocked. We are not to fear, but to call attention to the fact that you, mama, you are what stands between your future generations and the enemy. God has anointed you to do this. He has anointed you to stand like Deborah and fight for your children, fight for your families, fight for your husband, fight for your marriage, fight for your, your place in this world. And there is a clarion call that is being sent out to the army of God's daughters to come and claim their inheritance. God is calling to you to rise up. He's saying, rise up, daughters. Take the giants down. If you understand what the giants were in biblical times, just go and read about Goliath. But here's Goliath. He's screaming at the Israelites, 
to intimidate them. And he was doing a great job of it. He was drowning out the voice of God, most high, who had called them to conquer the enemy. And here they are, the armies of Israel were frozen in fear. And David was just a youth, just a young person. And he came and said, what is happening here? He had to stand up and remind the men that God was the king of heaven's armies and he had promised them the victory. So I'm here, sitting here in your AirPods telling you the same thing is happening now. God is calling. Are you listening to his voice? Are you listening to the Holy Spirit who is calling you to get on your knees? Because I'm telling you, I have been convicted myself as much as I love to pray. God is putting like this fire inside of my belly. I'm sure you can hear it through this podcast episode. And I have not been able to sleep. I've been calling several of my friends and saying, we need to start praying because as much as the enemy is ramping up the offense, we have to not just be on the defense. We have to move forward. We have to say, we're going to take this land Just like the Israelites said, wherever their foot went, they took land. That's the promise that God gave them. But he's given you the same authority here. And it's to be fought in prayer. So friends, listen, I know I'm probably preaching to the choir, but are you praying for your families? Are you praying God's will over them, his protection? If this is something that is rising up inside of you as you're listening, I want you to DM me. Because we are joining with several prayer groups, prayer hubs all over the US. And I'm going to be hosting one. If you want to tune in, it'll be on a Zoom. You don't even have to pray if you don't want to out loud. You don't even have to put your screen on. It'll just be me and a bunch of ladies with one accord praying for God's will to be done, his kingdom to come in their lives and in their families' lives. So I leave you with that. And I hope. I hope that you are there and on board with me because in these last days, this is the only thing that God wants of us. He wants us to pray over our families to protect them. And he wants us to advance his kingdom. Be blessed, my friends. Thanks so much for joining me today on this episode of Because She Chose. I hope you found some encouragement and help to find time to grow in your faith. Let me know if today's episode resonated with you and send me a message on Instagram at Camille underscore McIntyre or at Because She Chose, also on my Facebook business page, Camille McIntyre. If you are loving what you are hearing, make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave me review and rating. Until next time, take care.